بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ما بردن سيسترز it's a basic fundamental principle in life or rather let me put it this way it, it is a basic uh, nature of the human being and i would even go to the extent of saying it's the basic nature of the animal uh, to choose the better over the worse so if there are two options even an animal will choose the better one over one that has lower value for example if you put green grass and dry grass hay before a cow the cow will eat the green grass in preference to the hay because the green grass looks more lush and and more tasty and so on and so on so basically for the same effort if you are getting a higher return this is basic human nature right uh, if somebody is deliberately or rather if somebody is choosing something with a lower return over something with a higher return then there are two reasons one reason is ignorance the person doesn't know so they just picked one and they didn't realize uh, that it was beneficial so they picked it and uh, so now they may regret it having picked it but that's what they picked they picked the lower return over the higher return meaning same effort same investment same energy but you're getting a lower return instead of a higher return so that's one reason ignorance the other reason is um i don't want to say you're crazy but at the same time uh, the other reason is that you don't really believe in that return which is promised so you pick what there is right so somebody says well you know if you pick the other one you'll get a higher return you say well you know you may not say it in so many words but you by your action you're saying but well, i don't i i don't really believe i don't think so now the reason i'm saying this is because allah subhanahu wa taala told us that he created death and life to test precisely this to test which option we choose to test our understanding of roi return on investment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem khalaqal mauta wal hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala Allah said we are, I have created death and life to test and see which of you will do the best deed ayyukum ahsanu amala who does the best deeds so now if you if you think about this ayah <coughs> the question is not between doing haram and halal It's not Allah is not saying I I I I created death and life to test and see which one of you will do uh, the uh, you know to choose between something which is uh, clearly wrong and something which is clearly right no which one of you chooses the best deed meaning there are two things both of which are permissible both of which are halal both of which are good deeds but one is of higher value than the other so do you choose that or do you settle for the one with a lower value now what does it tell us 
It tells us that if I settle for something with a lower value, then as I mentioned before, one of two things, which is either I am ignorant about the value, so I just picked habit, whatever you want to call it, culture, uh, you know, childhood conditioning, whatever the reason, I just picked the one with the lower value because I am ignorant of the actual value. Or the second option is I don't really believe in the value because if I do believe in the value and I still pick something of a lower value, then what does it tell me? It tells me I'm crazy. <clears throat> the reason I'm saying this is because, and see the, see the, see what Rasulullah mentioned to us in so many places uh, in his ahadith. For example, Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah said, establish salah for my dhikr. Right? So what is being, what is fard here is to pray. So as long as a person is praying, whether he prays in jama'ah, whether he prays alone, whether he prays in the masjid, whether he prays at home, uh, whether he prays at the early time, whether he play, prays, whether he delays his salah and prays later, whatever he or she does, as long as that person is praying, that person is doing a good deed. Right? There's no doubt, there's no dispute about this. The person is doing a good deed, the person is doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered him to do, and inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness and to grant such a person Jannah. But Rasulullah said that if that he said that when a person makes wudu at home and leaves his home for the masjid with the intention of praying that salah by jama'ah. So now this person had two options. One, to pray at home. He could have done wudu and he could have prayed at home. The second option he had was, or she had was, to go to the masjid for salah by jama'ah. Nabi Wasallam said when the person makes wudu at home and goes to the masjid, uh, for salah by jama'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with every step, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives a sin and raises one level of that person in Jannah. Right? And then he said that when this person enters the masjid and he sits there waiting for the salah to begin and then he prays and then after the salah, he still sits there for some more time, as long as he does not engage in worldly conversation, meaning he is not, you know, just chit-chatting and gossiping or something, that whole period is counted as a period in Salah. Now think about this. Why? Why? So here we have an issue where somebody prays at home and he says, well, you know, it's not fard for me to go to the masjid. Where is the ayat for this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when you hear the nida of salah, meaning adhan for Juma, So this is, the ayat is clearly mentioning Juma. So I'm going for Juma. And there are scholars who have also ruled, and believe me, they are not wrong. Uh, they are just trying to make the religion easy so that everyone can follow it. So there are scholars, I have read Fatawa, 
they have said that the only salah to be prayed in congregation, in jama'ah, in the masjid, as fard is the salah for jama'ah. And it is not necessary to pray any other salah uh, in the masjid by jama'ah. Right? This is, I've read a fatwa like this to say that the only salah is, Allah, Allah mentioned jama'ah, so jama'ah. Uh, every other salah is not necessary to pray in the masjid by jama'ah. If somebody prays, good. If they don't pray, no problem. Now, point is, we are not we didn't we are not talking here about what is basic necessity. We are not talking about boundary conditions. We are talking about maximizing return on investment. In that context, which is better, to go to the masjid and pray by jama'ah or to pray at home? Please understand, I'm not saying that if you do not pray in the masjid by jama'ah, you become a kafir. No, you do not. Nothing will happen to you. Except that this reward which Rasulullah mentioned, which is one sin being forgiven, one daraja in jannah being increased, the whole time being counted as being in salah. And then I forgot the, uh, the other thing which he said, which was that the same salah by jama'ah in the masjid is rewarded 27 times. More than this, that salah, if it was uh, if it was done at home alone. So same effort, which is the prayer, the two rakat or the four rakat. You go to the masjid and you pray there. You are getting twenty-seven times the reward, rather than the single reward that you would have got if you were praying at home. Now, for those for whom the masjid is very far away and so on and so forth, you cannot go. I would strongly recommend even at home. Gather the people of the home together and pray by jama'ah. And inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to count that as your salah by jama'ah. And give you the 27 times reward. But the point here I'm saying is that we apply <coughs> this standard of maximizing our ROI. Maximizing our return on our investments. If you take financial investments, if you take, um, if, you, if you're looking at career choices, uh, anything worthwhile in life, we look to see where we can get the maximum bang for the buck, where we can get the maximum return on the investment. But when it comes to the deen, what do we do? We look for the minimum effort required, and the investment doesn't, and, and the return doesn't matter. So, what does that tell us? As I told you, if you are doing this without knowledge, then it's a matter of ignorance. But if, and that is not something to be proud of. That is something to be ashamed of. But if you are doing it deliberately knowing that there is greater reward in something, but you still choose something with a lesser reward, then I will leave you to determine and to decide for yourself what that means. Right? I don't want to make a statement on that on your behalf. I know what it means and so I do what I, what I have to do. But my point is, think about this and say, what does that tell you? That somebody, knowing that there are two options, one option is better than the other, still chooses the worse option. What does that say about them, about their belief, about their reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about their yaqeen in the akhirah, about the value that they place on the deeds that will be on their scales on the Day of Judgment? I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our eyes before they are open for us.